Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. Lockout is over. 99 days. And now it's finally come to an end. The players, the owners, even Rob Manford got it together. Unbelievable. It looked like they were going to have to cancel. They had already decided to cancel another week's worth of games. But the two sides came back together and got a deal done. Spring training begins today. Free agency begins today. And opening day is only a few weeks away. And we still get the 162. Woo. Miracles do happen. Good morning. Welcome to RP3 and Company. I'm your host, the big, bald, and beautiful one, Raymond Parts III. I'm joined here by the pleasantest punch, the enthusiastic as always, hardworking producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names. How you doing? You know what? Before we dive deep into (laughs) the labor agreement between Major League Baseball and the Players Association, good morning to you, Five Names. We made it. The weekend is here. We have made it. Now the worst week possible comes next week yay the worst week possible yes it's the week of the chittimacha louisiana open presented by mistross (laughs) how could that be the worst possible week ever the ncaa tournament begins i'll still come back i I just made my chair go down (laughs) (laughs) that's what you get for fussing (laughs) (laughs) yes this will be our final show in the studio for a week because next week we will be broadcasting live from Lake Triumph Golf and Country Club for the Chittimacha Louisiana Open. Should be a fun time. It'll be back to full capacity as it was pre-pandemic. Great field of golfers. It'll be a tremendous time. So RP3 and company and footnotes will be broadcasting live from the game trailer. Out there at the golf course. So if you see us next week, you're out there checking out the golf, swing by. Holla at your boy RP3 or Kevin Foote. You said swing by. <laughs> oh, you see what I did there? Oh, man, we got a good show lined up for you. Maybe even a borderline great show. Got three guests. Theo Sliman, longtime Raging Cajuns golf coach, will be joining us. Later on in today's show, the Louisiana Classics are next week, so we'll get a preview of that as well. Find out how the Raging Cajun golf team is doing. Nick Fondo will join us for cashing tickets. Boy, it is tournament 
championship tournament weekend. So plenty of interesting bets will be on the line. Nick will break it all down for us. And then an hour from now, James Yasko, our buddy from the Lima Time Time podcast and Astros contributing writer for the Houston Chronicle will join us to talk, well, our big topic of the day. Lockout's over. The lockout has come to an end. It looked dire yesterday, but the two sides decide to get it together. I'm not for sure why they decided to do this. I really don't. Did they just come to their senses? Did they realize that, you know, Jackie Robinson Day was going to be threatened, the 75th anniversary of Jackie breaking the color barrier, and they were not going to be playing games, and how great of a look that wasn't going to be? Whatever the reasonings are, the two sides came back together and agreed to a new deal. Breakdown of the votes makes it clear. This was from Jeff Passan yesterday. The players wanted to play. Player reps who represented the rank and file voted 26 to 4 in favor of the agreement. The executive subcommittee made of elected leaders voted 8-0 against it. 99 days. Lots of bickering back and forth. Lots of false narratives back and forth. But Commissioner Rob Manford and Union Chief Tony Clark agreed to a new CBA. And for the most part, it appears that the players got a lot of what they wanted. Even though they didn't initiate the lockout. Which is interesting. New five-year CBA. Minimum salaries go up. The competitive balance tax threshold is altered. And the 30-team owners ratified the deal by unanimous vote. They also get an expanded postseason. It's the second longest work stoppage in the game's history, 99 days. So free agency is now open. So the Astros can finalize that deal with Justin Verlander. They can try to see if Carlos Correa is going to come back on a one-year deal. Freddie Freeman and the Braves can uh, negotiate. Of course, they've been negotiating behind the scenes. But that those deals can finally get done. Opening day is going to be April 7th a week later than originally scheduled, but we're still going to have the 162 games to make it up. They're simply going to have doubleheaders and not the crazy doubleheaders that we've been having because of the pandemic. No full nine-inning doubleheaders. Putting a man on second base in extra innings, that's gone too. Bye-bye. That was a stupid thing they tried anyway. Under the new CBA, minimum salaries will begin at 700000 in 2022, an unprecedented 23% increase from the prior year, and rise to 780000 for the final year in 2026. The competitive balance threshold, which taxes big spending teams that surpass pre-established limits, 
Because remember, there's not a salary cap in baseball. We'll be set at $230 million this season. That's a 10% increase from last year and reach all the way to $244 million by 2026. In addition, a $50 million player pool to reward pre-arboration players who excel will also be incorporated. Other changes with the new CBA. A 12-team postseason with the top two division winners earning first-round buys. A 45-day window to impose rule changes decided on a new joint committee beginning in 2023. The Universal DH, which they already discussed months ago and approved. So you're going to have DH now in an American League and the National League for the first time. A six-team draft lottery implemented with hopes of curtailing tanking. That's been a big issue with baseball is teams tanking, not investing money into their franchises. That's been a big gripe. Well, the way to kind of help with that is do a 16 draft lottery. So you may try to tank and try to get the best prospects possible, but you're going to be put into a lottery pool now. You may not get the number one overall prospect. This is a good thing. I wish it was more than six, but this is a step in the right direction to help with teams purposely trying to be awful because they don't want to spend money on their ball clubs. Once again, it just doesn't. Like, you own a baseball team. Don't you think you would want to invest into it to win? It's crazy to me that some of these teams don't take that approach. A provision from uh, that prevents teams from optioning eligible players more than five times within a season. Additional advertising through patches on jerseys and decals on helmets. So got to get that, got to get that ad revenue. An international draft, which became a sticking point, which helped have discussions break down in the last three to four days could be implemented as early as 2024. The union has until July 25th of this year to decide on an international draft, which would trigger the removal of draft pick compensation for high price free agents. So that's interesting as well. So lots of different changes. Players got a lot of what they want. Owners got what they want. Everyone had to compromise. The two sides stopped bickering. And now we have baseball. Now we have my producer hurting herself in the production booth. You're in there by yourself. Like, you have a spacious area to produce (laughs) this show, and yet you somehow find a way every few days to injure yourself inside the studio. Yeah. I got too excited. <laughs> so I took the whole headphone set with me. I, I'll say it again. What are we going to do with you? <laughs> I don't know. I think it should be in a bubble because, like, I randomly found a bruise on top of my hand, and I have no idea how I got it. And I can't see it, but I can feel it. And it's usually right where I type. Like, it's the same fingers that I type the most with, so that could be a problem. But, you know, it's fine. Stop punching people randomly in the hallway. <laughs> That's why you have a bruise that you can't see, but you can feel. Yeah, you never had. 
You said you say you never had a bruise that was like inside that you can feel it, but you can't see it. I try to not to be a violent individual. It's on the Unlike top, you. on like the back of my hands. I'm like on like my knuckles where you would Are punch. Are you taking part in some sort of Fight Club? I can't talk about when you Fight say, Club. <laughs> when, when, when you say you go bowling every week, is that really your way of saying that you're attending your weekly Fight Club meeting? Because you can't talk about Fight Club. That's the you first rule of Fight Club. Yeah. You know. can't talk about it. <laughs> All right. Major League Baseball ends. It's lockout after 99 days, and I do believe... The producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, is the female version of Tyler Durden. So, there we go. Don't worry. You'll be fine. We learned something I'll protect new. you. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'll get on my bad side. <laughs> That's what happened then. Oh, man. But baseball is back. Players will be reporting to spring training camps as early as today. Opening day, once again, is expected to be April 7th. Most of the teams will play then. The rest will have to play on April the 8th. Teams can start signing those free agents, and we can start turning our attention to what the Astros, what the Braves are going to be doing. Are they going to be able to re-sign their guys? And here's the other part that I find fascinating. Now that the lockout is done, how's that going to impact these big-name free agents? Because you're going to have teams that are going to want to spend money. The Dodgers are always wanting to spend money. I mean, the the Dodgers, like my dad used to say, you just got that money just burning a hole in your pocket. That's the Dodgers. That money's burning a hole in your pocket, huh? Let's go buy some more players, try to buy a championship. Because that's what the Dodgers did. But I digress. They didn't do it last year, did they? So, what's going to happen with these free agents? Because we talked about this with Bob Nightingale earlier in the week, and... He said there's a possibility that some of these guys decide to take a one-year deal to come back to hit free agency next year. Because, I mean, the season begins in less than a month now. No one's taken part in spring training. So the season's beginning less than a month from now. And there's going to be a mad dash starting today throughout the weekend and Monday and Tuesday of these free agency deals being done. Because everything was shut down because of the lockout. So it'll be interesting to see if certain high-priced free agents go, okay, you know what? I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to try to negotiate and try to drag this out and try to have teams fighting for each other over me. I'm just going to go, hey, you know what? I'm taking a one-year deal. Pay me a bunch of money, and then I'll become a free agent again next year. Middle-tier guys, middle-tier players are probably going to take those deals for sure. I'd be interested to see if the upper echelon of players, like your Carlos Carrera with the Astros, like your Freddie Freeman with the Braves, if they're going to take those one-year deals, those cheap deals, just to come back to teams before going out and having a legitimate offseason to negotiate and have their agents do what they need to do and get that massive big-time payday that they're looking for. In particular, Carlos. It could still happen, but it's going to be crazy. It's going to be an absolute bananas type of weekend for sure. Now that free agency is opening and teams are reporting for spring training. (laughs) Can you just imagine? You're in a lockout. It's like, oh, then it's a mad dash. And I just imagine all these buses and planes just invading Arizona and Florida now trying to get into those areas for spring training just 
so they can try to get some reps in before the actual season begins April 7th. That also means that we're going to have live Astros baseball for you. What, what? What, what? So that should be exciting. Astros should be pretty good, too. Verlander's coming back. Can they get Carlos to come back? Who knows? Nope. Is it going to draw my Mariners? <laughs> You're going to be very excited about your Seattle Mariners. Yeah. And no, Carlos Kerr is not choosing your Mariners. <laughs> I'll tell him to. I'll, oh, I'll you have a, a lot to learn about baseball. Mess- I'll send a message on the Twitters. <laughs> you have a lot to learn about baseball and free agency. I know it's not going to happen. We got to take a timeout. More RP3 and company coming up. Right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Here on RP3 and Company, everyone is apparently part of the game family. Brother, 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 brother. Seriously, how many brothers does Ray have? Good morning to you, brother. Back to Ray and all of his brothers, right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. In Louisiana, there are thousands of miles of utility lines and gas pipelines buried just beneath the surface. Sometimes multiple lines are in one area. So look, if you or a contractor you've hired is digging a hole to put in a new fence, a pool, or for any other reason, you run the risk of hitting an underground line by digging only a few inches. What happens then? Maybe you only knock the power out for your entire neighborhood, but sometimes there's an explosion with injuries and even death. It happens every single year, and there's a very simple way to avoid it. Before you dig, call 811. Call 811 two days before you dig. Tell the operator your address, and someone's going to come out and mark the location and buried line so you or your contractor can avoid them. It's simple. It's free of charge, and it's the law. Louisiana 811 operates 811 as a public service and to promote public safety. Louisiana 811 and the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, remind you call 811 and know what's below before you dig. We have a poll question of the day that we have yet to unveil because I was so excited about Major League Baseball coming to a resolution. The lockout is over. 99 days, it's done. Bye bye. Thank goodness. Poll question of the day. What weekend event are you the most excited for? Is it the SEC men's tournament? We'll be carrying LSU's game versus Arkansas this afternoon at 1.30. We'll talk about the Tigers and how they were able to advance to the quarterfinals in a little while. So is it the SEC men's tournament? Is it UH at UL baseball series? That's right, Cougars, Cajuns at Russo Park. Is it the Players' Championship? Old Tommy Fleetwood has got the early lead there. They had to suspend play due to weather yesterday down at the TPC Sawgrass in lovely Florida. But that's always one of the best golf tournaments of the year. It's got the amazing, iconic hole, the water hole. So is it the SEC Men's Tourney? Is it the UH at UL Baseball Series? Is it the Players' Championship? Or is it other 
Go vote on our poll question of the day. Right now, 43% of you say UH at UL Baseball Series. 22% say other. 21% say the SEC Men's Tournament. And 14% of you say the Players' Championship. Keep those votes coming on our poll question of the day. Keep your comments coming as well on Facebook and Twitter. Just make sure you keep it clean for the kids. Okay, this is a family-friendly show. Let's head out to the hotline. Welcome on James to the show. James, good morning to you, brother. What's on your mind, my friend? Mr. RP3, how you doing this fine Friday? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. We get 162 games. Major League Baseball came to their damn senses. And I don't have to be so salty about the sport I love so much. So I'm having a great start to my weekend, brother. Awesome, awesome. I think I told you before, I'm way more interested in uh, collective bargaining agreements than the average human being ever should be. And I called in and told you a while back that this was all about revenue sharing. And the players wanted to, to dip into that pool and put it back into salaries, do away with it if they could, make it the wild, wild west uh, of, of negotiations here. But that didn't happen. And I, I, one of the things I find really interesting, I don't know if you picked up on it, Revenue sharing not only was not touched, it's still guaranteed at that 100 to $110 million per team, but they also put a back door in there where the, um, the, uh, oh, the, the luxury tax went up from like 210 to 230 yeah. But any luxury tax that's paid by the big mega teams that like spending money like the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Dodgers, it gets fed back into the revenue sharing to the smaller market teams. So now there's some revenue sharing that's going to be disparaging between smaller market and bigger market teams to the good side of the small teams. That's why this got passed. The players didn't dip into that pool, yep. and it got changed for the owners. What would you make of the postseason adjustments and as well as that, in addition to that, also the fact that they're going to do a draft lottery now to try to prevent teams from tanking as much? I would have liked to have seen it more than just six teams but they're also that's part of the component of the new CBA as well. Yeah, that's real interesting. And, and the fact that they uh, raised salaries for the entry-level players. Yep. They took a cue from the uh, NFL players. If you remember, that's how the uh, last CBA in the NFL got slid through, is they went to the masses and kind of got them to rebel against the superstars and voted in. It is interesting. It's fascinating. James, appreciate the phone call, brother. What you got on tap for the weekend, bud? I know we got the bad winter weather coming, but what you got on tap for your weekend? Oh, man, lay around the house, make the last epic pot of gumbo for the season. Oh, there it is. And uh, just make it happen. My man's got a plan. James, appreciate your time, bud. Enjoy your day. He's going to make – he said epic. Epic gumbo. I love that. My man's like – he's going to flex it up a little bit. He's going to like – Epic gumbo. I'm just not the making. Question is, when is he gonna bring some to us? <laughs> <laughs> is he gonna bring some to us? Uh, See, those people come on this, on here. They come on the, the line, talk to us on the air, and talk about food half the time. Who would ever get any? That's uh, man, it's, it's awful. That's it's awful. First world problems for us. It's <laughs> awful. It's awful. Maybe you would have more money for food if you weren't, you know. Spending all your time with your underground fight club. Or bowling, as we'll call it. <laughs> I mean, you are a salty person. You got a fiery personality. Fiery. Fiery. 
You know, one day I'm going to have a video. I'm going to take a video of myself and all of the facial expressions I make at you. Just to see how many I actually make at you. Oh, it's it's a lot. <laughs> it's a it's a lot. It's a lot. You're very expressive when it comes to my shenanigans. Yes. What you got planned for the weekend? It is a poll question today. What you got planned for the weekend? I know you're going to be covering UL softball for us for the station. Yes. Okay, because they open up Sunbelt Conference play. By the way, all that got bumped up. Not Saturday, Sunday, but Just today Friday. across the board. Start times got bumped up. Here in Lafayette and in Cadiana, UL Baseball was supposed to start their series against the University of Houston, a.k.a. the Fighting Texan in Acadiana, at the Teague. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be 6 o'clock tonight. They bumped all that all the way up to 3. UL Softball was supposed to open up tonight against Georgia State. That was supposed to be at 6 as well. Over at Lampson Park, they bumped that up to four because they're all trying to get it in before the bad weather is supposed to hit tonight. And then LSU baseball, which was supposed to be opening up a, season, a series against Bethu Cookman, they bumped their game all the way up to like noon. Yeah. I'm waiting to see what's going to happen for tomorrow for baseball and softball because that's supposed to get really cold, like 28 degrees. Out now, here. those are supposed to be earlier in the day. Already, they were already scheduled that way. Yeah, supposed to be, I do believe, at two o'clock. But yes, it's supposed to be below thirty tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the 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 baseball softball plans for the weekend could be adjusted. Let's just say that adjusted. Plus, on top of that, you have the conference tournaments wrapping up. You have selection Sunday. You have the players' championship. It's a lot going on. What is five names going to be doing? Well, um, other than waking up early when the fiancé has to go to work for a couple hours, um, I will be sitting in my house. Because we're supposed to see our venue, but it's too cold, and they actually have no appointments now for Saturday. So I'm sitting in our theater deposit, and uh, I'm sitting in my house with some hot chocolate and probably watching Disney while I do my puzzles until Sunday when I go to the game. Shout out to you. For having a plan. Yeah. Will it actually happen? No idea. Hot chocolate, puzzles, Disney, softball. Yeah. Boom. Weekend, try to top it. Yeah. Well, I'll be showing up probably to the, the, the softball game with my jacket and my high school letterman. Just don't, bring, just don't bring your puzzles to the ballpark. Oh. It's not allowed. No. In case you were wondering. I'm trying to make it my own I'm making my own <laughs> language up now. Um on the paper they give you to where you can write down what happens every single play. I'm making my own language because foot told me one and I don't like it, so I'm making my own. You mean the box? Like the box score? Is that what you're talking about? I don't know. <laughs> paper where it has a little the you know, the bases on there so where you can say they made a single, double, all that stuff. Yes, that's the book. That's the book. That's book. that's the, your stats book. Yeah. There we go. There we go. How can it be a book, though? It's a piece of paper. Well, because the piece of paper usually isn't Goes a bigger a book. book. Yes. Well, I don't have one of those. <laughs> I go to Academy right now and get you one. Oh, no, I just That don't. way you can you can keep your own stats. I used to have one. I used to keep my own stats during games. Yeah, I, as soon as I saw the paper, I sent my aunt a message. And I was like, how do you use this? She goes, um, well, usually you write 
what happens? And I was like, great. You're going to help me with that? She goes, yes, I will. Because all of my, her, all three, three of her four daughters are in softball. So they'll be. Thank God someone's there to help you. Yeah. They have like five <laughs> different. They, I swear every like two, three months, I see another ring they're posting on Facebook that they've received for softball. And I'm like, I'm glad you're doing great because I have no idea. Oh, we got to take a time out. <laughs> when we come back here, you, you're fascinating. Five names. I know. So much. Just to, just to be up in that brain of yours. <laughs> is it's 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 weird it's scary it's it's i'm glad i just get a glimpse i don't know if i can handle more than a glimpse at a time yeah i was supposed to go to bed and i got in bed at like 9 30. i didn't go to bed until 11 because my brain would not shut down i had to watch like tiktok to make my eyes tired from looking at the screen so that i can go to sleep because i could not go to sleep last night hour and a half of me just trying to go to sleep and then thinking about the show when thinking about The headspace of Hannah Five Names. Yeah. It's like Harry Potter's The the Tent. You know, it looks so small, but when you go inside and it's huge because there's so much information in here. We we have to take a timeout now. (laughs) We gotta take a timeout. Keep voting on that poll question of the day. Hotline's open as always. 337-706-0111. When we return, LSU men's basketball recap. They were a little sloppy, but they got the job done against Missouri. We'll hear from Coach Wade and company next right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. P3 is known for being a well-tempered and thoughtful sports journalist. The incompetence, the absolute abundance of arrogance from Rob Manford makes me want to punch him in his throat. Okay, well, we all have our bad days. I'm not kidding. If he was right here in the studio, I would walk up to him and throw him a punch. Well, let's all hope he took his meds today. Back to hopefully a calm and collected RP3 on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The Hangout Music Festival is returning this summer to Gulf Shores and the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles has your tickets to this epic weekend of music. You can score VIP passes by becoming a member of the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. Don't miss the return of Hangout Music Fest featuring Post Malone, Halsey, Megan Thee Stallion, Doja Cat, just to name a few. That's the Hangout Music Fest, May 20th to the 22nd in Gulf Shores. Win VIP passes from your friends here at the game. Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. Don't forget to vote on our poll question of the day. What weekend event are you the most excited for? Is it the SEC Men's Tournament? Is it Houston at UL Baseball Series at the Teague? That's where I'll be at this afternoon, by the way, covering for the station. Is it the Players' Championship? That began yesterday down on TPC Sawgrass. Tommy Fleetwood, six under. Battled through conditions, but they had to suspend play, so they'll resume today 
wrap up round number one and then start round number two? Or is it other? And other right now is firmly in second place. Shout out to other. Maybe some people are taking part in their cocoa drinking, Disney watching, putting together puzzles while also preparing for weekly fight club appearance. That could be one of the options as well. Right now, 43% of you say Cougars at Cajuns baseball series. 22% say other. 21% say SEC men's tournament. 14% say the players' championship. Keep those votes coming on our poll question of the day. Keep leaving your comments on Facebook and Twitter as well. Speaking of the SEC men's tournament, LSU should have easily crushed Missouri. They did so a couple weeks ago. But they got sloppy with it. And they played sloppy in stretches yesterday. Let Missouri kind of climb back into the ball game. But Will Wade's team got the job done. 76-68 victory to open up the SEC tournament. Tari Eason, who was your sixth man of the year in the SEC, scored 19 points and Darius Days added 16. LSU will now take on Arkansas at 1.30 today. Of course, you can listen to all the action live from Tampa right here on the game. Look, once you get into a tournament format, it really doesn't matter how pretty it is, right? It really doesn't because you either win or you're done. It's pretty it's pretty simple. You know, it's not going to be about style points, anything like that. It's survive in advance. LSU did not play their best game yesterday by any stretch of the imagination, but they did get the job done against Missouri. Now they move on to face an Arkansas team who defeated them twice during the regular season. Both of those times, LSU should have won those games, had a chance to win those games. Let them slip through their hands. Let them slip through their hands. So now it's a 5-4 matchup here in the quarterfinals from Tampa. Can LSU finally beat Pig Suey and move on to the semifinals? Or will their SEC tournament run come to an end this afternoon? Coach Will Wade, even though his team once, you know, was sloppy. They did get the win. Here were his thoughts on yesterday afternoon's victory over Mizzou. Well, we got off to a good start. It's a good win. You know, anytime you can win in the tournament is a positive. Obviously, we had some major lapses in the second half, but I thought Missouri played um, extremely, extremely well. Caused 24 turnovers, which was good. We still turned the ball over way too much, but, um, you know, we got to get that corrected. We've got a really, really good Arkansas team that's had our number this year coming up and so we got to get back and get it corrected but I thought Murray played great with nine nine assists I thought we had five guys in double figures which was really good as well so we've got to play better tomorrow but um, we're happy to get the win happy to get the win and Xavier Pinson their star point guard who once he got came once he got out of the lineup forced out of the lineup during the regular season for injury purposes, they struggled. They struggled with finding consistency. And he came back and he played very well against Missouri the first time around. He played good against them the second time. And Coach Wade spoke on Pinson's performance yesterday as well. I thought X got off to a great start. It was great to have him hit a three. It certainly 
you know, he won't say it, but it does mean more to him when we play Missouri. Um, he's still close with, 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 with Pickett, very, very good friends. And, you know, I mean, I spent three years at Mizzou. So I think it does mean a little bit more to him. But I thought he played he played well today. I thought the first time we played him, he he pressed a little bit uh, early in the game. And I thought today he was he let it let it come to him a little bit more. So they now can put Missouri behind them and focus in on Arkansas. And the big reason why Arkansas presents such a challenge, according to Wade, is the fact that they have such a balanced roster they got a very balanced roster they've got a very 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 good team i know they'll be extremely well prepared i think must does a phenomenal job preparing his team and taking away your strengths and so they'll be they'll be well prepared it'll be you know we're gonna have to play extremely well i do think having to play today is to arkansas's advantage because you have to play so hard to beat them darius days who had 16 points in the victory yesterday was asked, you know, how excited are they to get another opportunity, another shot at taking down their neighbor to the north? Oh, he takes a lot of charges. All the guys take charges on the defensive end. And they always have their hands up and always in the gap. So, you know, that's one thing we're, you know, going to have to adjust to tomorrow. So we're, we're very excited to play Arkansas. It's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a dogfight today. Should be a wildly entertaining game. Even if you're not an LSU Arkansas fan this should be a very very good game should be a a a great game to kind of witness and they're going to prepare Razorbacks Razorbacks are legit I mean we heard Adam Spencer who was with us yesterday from Saturday down south talk about he expects seven teams to get into the NCAA tournament more than likely, that's going to be Texas A&M now who beat Florida in overtime yesterday at the tournament. So seven teams to make the tournament. He expects anywhere between five and six of them to make the Sweet 16. Like, that's how deep this field is for the SEC this year. It's amazing. And Arkansas is one of those teams. Arkansas is a legit team that could make a deep run past the Sweet 16. So... This is going to be one hell of a game later today. They put Missouri in the rearview mirror, but Will Wade was asked about the allegations. The allegations that are surrounding himself yet again and the program during the tournament yet again, just like it was a couple years ago where he was actually suspended as the coach. And this is what he said, or the only thing he could say about the allegations. We hadn't been able to comment on it since everything started. And I certainly look forward to commenting when it's all over. But uh, until then, they won't allow us to comment. I will say this. You know, in general, Sheldon, you cover us every day. When stuff's swirling around, you got to narrow your focus. And so you can't worry about everything that's going on around. you got to narrow your focus. We're here to play basketball. Whatever's going on doesn't affect anybody on our team. Not one of our players was here hardly. I mean, it doesn't affect anybody. So... We're here to play basketball. They're focused on basketball. We talked about narrowing our focus to basketball, which we did. That's going to be key for them. And that's what they did before as well. You know, they they did lose in the SEC tournament that year to Florida. 
and Javante Smart had to ask, answer all the questions. Ron Higgins talked, uh, he and I talked about that earlier this week. We were both there for that in Nashville at the Bridgestone Arena for the SEC tournament that year, where it was just, that was three years ago. But yet the team still rallied even with an interim coach and made it to the Sweet 16 because they focused on just each other and the task at hand, right? And just playing basketball. That's the best case scenario for LSU right now. This could be a good thing to help this team kind of narrow its focus and be prepared to make a run in the NCAA tournament. But they'll have a game today. Arkansas, LSU, from the SEC tournament in Tampa. You can listen to it live right here on the game. 1.30 scheduled tip this afternoon. Should be a good one. We got to take a timeout. We'll wrap up hour number one coming up. Right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. RP3 doesn't play around when it comes to his personal life. I got one NFL team, I got one college team, I got one Major League Baseball team. And the big fella's also monogamous when it comes to his sports fandom. That's what I got my merch for, that's who I support, period. Call me old-fashioned. The end. Call me old-fashioned, that's fine. I'll be old-fashioned. RP3 is just committed to providing you with great sports talk here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana. Sports Station. Ready to feel the excitement of conference championships like never before? Turn your team's victory into your own big win with DraftKings Sportsbook. One of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe secure and reliable best of all you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now use promo code 1037 game and bet five dollars on any college hoops team to win their game and you'll get two hundred dollars in free bets if they do if they win you win with promo code 1037 game this week at DraftKings Sportsbook availability does vary by parish eligibility restrictions do apply See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. We talked Major League Baseball returning. Thankfully, lockout is over. We talked about how the weekend's schedule of slate for baseball and softball has been affected by the winter weather. Expected to come in. LSU baseball playing at noon today instead of six. UL baseball taking on the Cougars of Houston. That's been moved up from six to three. UL softball opening Sunbelt Conference play against Georgia State. That's been moved up from six to four. McNeese baseball has moved their game up as well. They begin a series, three-game series at the Joe as well. So winter weather making an impact on the diamond. Let's go back to the hardwood, though. We've already talked about LSU men's basketball team advancing. They're going to take on Arkansas today in the SEC tournament. Over in the Southland Conference Tournament in Katy, Texas, McNeese men's basketball team's run came to an end. UNO outscored the Cowboys 26-4 over the final 11 minutes. 
while the Cowboys didn't make a field goal in the final seven. Privateers escaped the upset and defeated the Cowboys 82-78 to in the second round of the Southland Conference Men's Basketball Tournament at the Merrill Center on Thursday night. The loss ends the Cowboys' season at 11-22, while the Privateers improved to 18-12 and advanced to play the two-seeded Southeastern Lions at 7.30 on Friday night in the tournament semifinals. So, disappointing end to a disappointing season for John Aiken's squad, but hopefully it'll be a foundation year and they can turn things around even more so in 2022 to 2023. That's going to do it for hour number one. Come back. We're going to talk with James Yasko, the Lima Time Time podcast. That's next right here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. Crawfish pie hour number two has arrived. Welcome back to RP3 and Company. I'm your host, Raymond Parts the Third, better known as RP3, joined here in the game studios for the final time for the next week by the producer extraordinaire, Miss Hannah Five Names. She's very sad. You'll be very lonely next week because, of course, next week. We'll be broadcasting live from the Chittimacha, Louisiana Open. Oh, man, I can't wait. Can't wait. Excited about the Chittimacha, Louisiana Open. Always am. Enjoy covering it when I was a member of the print media. Also excited about covering it, broadcasting live from out there. We have our own trailer. We set it up. It's right behind... We can see, I can see the 18th green, or rather the grandstands around the 18th green. We'll be broadcasting live, yours truly, and Kevin Foot and Footnotes all week long. What? Should be a good time. Packed, I expect a lot of people. Didn't have it two years ago. Last year, COVID restrictions, didn't have fans. Should be packed. Should be a ton of people out there. Can't wait. Can't wait for the Chittimacha Louisiana Open. Also, can't wait to embarrass myself on Wednesday. It'll be Wednesday afternoon, shortly after 1 o'clock, as yours truly will be part of the game's pro-am team. That's right. The overweight drunken giraffe is going to try to play golf. 
<laughs> I love playing golf, first of all. Do I have as much time to play as I used to? No. No. I love to play, though. I do love to play. It's a blast. Do I play it well? Nope. Am I awful at it? Yes. Do I still enjoy it? Yes. So you get to see that. So if you come out, witness the pro-am, you get to, you're going to be in for a treat on Wednesday. <laughs> so excited about that next week. That's why Five Names is a little sad because she'll be here by herself in the studio. You know what? I'll just have some people come by. Randomly tell people to come by to see you and be like, hey, Five Names, what's up? I think Caddy should stay out of school for one day. Just miss school. You, you, you want me, first of all, you're not ready to handle that seven-year-old inside the studio. When she sees a microphone, it is over. It is putting on the headphones, wanting to talk on the air type of situation. Let me tell you. See, the thing is, you. you and I don't talk as much whenever you're on, you know, off location. So we could easily be in here coloring while you're talking for those <laughs> the, the segments. So what you're saying is that you are offering your services as a babysitter. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm with you. I'm with you. I can I can accept that. Thank you. And she does love the color. She does love the color. Do I promise her clothing will be completely clean? No. But it's fine. <laughs> oh, we are efforting our good friend James Yesco from the Lima Time Time podcast. I'm going to try to get him on to talk. The lockout coming to an end. And where do the Astros go now that things are going to have to be sped up? Free agency begins today. Spring training begins today. Once again, the lockout ends after 99 days. Players and the owners come together to get a deal done. They get a deal done, which is a good thing, which is a good thing for us baseball fans. They get the deal done. Luxury tax change, base minimum salary changed, more teams added to the playoffs. Universal DH, arbitration pool, lots of things got done over and over again. So the deal is done. Once again, baseball is up and running. Open for business. Open for business. So we're going to get baseball. Opening day will be April the 7th. And they're still going to play 162. They're just going to do that by doing double headers. And not the wimpy ones they've been doing the last couple of years because of the pandemic. No, not those full nine-inning double headers. That's right. Old-fashioned twin bills are going to be back. That's how we're going to get our 162 this year. Boom. And none of that nonsense of a guy being on second and extras and all that other dumb stuff that they tried. So, baseball's back. I'm going to try to get James on this hour to discuss that. We also touched on LSU men's basketball team. They looked sloppy at times, especially down the stretch, but they got the job done. They beat Missouri. They advanced to the quarterfinals against Arkansas, a team that bested them 
not once but twice during the regular season. Both of those games, LSU should have won. They didn't. They'll have another crack at Pig Suey later on today. You can listen to that game live from Tampa. 1.30 is scheduled to be the tip. 1.30 is scheduled to be the tip as the five-seed LSU takes on the four-seed Arkansas for an opportunity to advance to the semifinals of the SEC tournament. That's going on. And then, of course, we have the slew of activity because of the winter weather that's impacting everything. Louisiana's baseball series against the University of Houston, three-game sets starting today. That game was supposed to be at 6 o'clock. It's been bumped up to 3 o'clock. I'll be covering that for 1037thegame.com and 1041thegame.com, so you'll have to check that out later. We'll also have a video recap if I'm not frozen. Softball opening up Sunbelt Conference play against Georgia State. They were supposed to be at six as well. They've bumped their game to four. LSU baseball, three-game series against Bethune-Cookman. That was supposed to start at six o'clock tonight. Not so fast, my friend. All the way to noon now. McNeese taking on Cal State Northridge at the Joe. They're starting their game, I do believe, at two o'clock. And LSU softball is supposed to be taking on Alabama to open up SEC play. That game got scrapped altogether. They're going to play a doubleheader on Saturday instead and then the third game on Sunday. Everyone's making the adjustments. Everyone's trying to adjust to things because it's that weird time of the year. So we got conference tournament action going on. We got baseball, softball action going on. We got Major League Baseball back, baby. Can't help but not be excited about that. Can't help but not be excited about that. But you know what else is going on? Spring football. Raging Cajuns kicked off their spring football season yesterday. I know it seems early, like, what? Nope. That's right on time. We have baseball, softball going on. Still basketball, tournament basketball going on. And on now spring football. And we got to talk to Coach Dez and a few players yesterday. But we're going to focus on what Coach Dez had to say. First press conference of spring football. First day was yesterday. And we got to catch up with Coach Dez last night. And this is what he had to say about the first day of spring football for him as the head coach. Feels good to be back out there on the grass. Feels good to be back on the field. You know, our kids have come to do what we always expect them to do. They work really extremely hard. Um, the off season was a lot of fun. You know, like we talked about a while back, a lot of new roles for a lot of these guys, and they're embracing them, um, having fun with it. You know, and it was good to get back out there and get back to football and get back to what we all like to do. So, you know, obviously there are some things with new people out there that we got to continue to get better at. But I really do feel like it's a good starting point. Our motto for this whole spring is kind of, how much better can we be at the end of these 15, right? One day at a time, as cliche as it sounds, just one foot in front of the other, you know, keep those blinders on, let's just go do the work. So really proud of the way they competed today. A lot of fun to see them out there flying around, having fun doing it. The Cajuns are interesting in, yeah, they lose a lot, right? Levi Lewis is gone. Uh, Max Mitchell is going to be probably a second-day draft pick, the big tackle. And they had other guys transfer out, right? go to other programs but they still have a ton of guys with experience coming back 
You still got Chris Smith coming back. You still got all those wide receivers, a plethora of them, trying to figure out what to do there. And they have experience on the defensive side of the football too. So for them, this spring is important for a multitude of reasons. You got new coaches, a new head coach, but he was already on staff, so there's some familiarity there. But there's some new faces, some new prospects, and guys that maybe have been part of the culture for the Raging Cajuns, but haven't had a huge workload. So this spring is pretty important, and Coach Dez talked about that as well. It's extremely important, you know, because I believe the spring's time to try things, and I believe the spring's time where, you know, you, you throw some things on the wall and you go see it in action, and, it, and if it, it doesn't work or it doesn't fit, then you can add, delete, you know, subtract, kind of however you want to do it. So for those guys, I mean, I'll tell you this, you know, and I've said this from the beginning, no one works harder than Lamar Morgan and that staff. I mean, they have been up here, you know, grinding to get on the same page. And to see them out there today, if you didn't know that that was new guys, new staff on that defense, you would never know. I mean, they just kind of hit it running, you know. I think having some familiarity here with those guys that have been around, you know, Lamar coming back, the guys that are still here, I think it helps a lot just to kind of the continuity of it that even though there was a lot of change, there is still some carryover and things like that. The familiarity is is going to be a theme here, right? Because he was already on staff, so he gets promoted. And when he puts together his staff, he put together a lot of guys that had already been here. Not only coached with him under Billy Napier, but other guys that had been here before, played here. So the staff has a very kind of Louisiana feel to it. And he discussed that familiarity with the coaching staff and the players. You know, it, me- it means everything to me. You know, whenever you're in this position, a lot of people's lives, you know, are in line with yours. And, um, you know, for, so th- for those guys to be so willing and, uh, and eager to come in and come do this, you know, with me, it means the world to me. You know, some people, they don't want to go with friends or familiar faces and people they know, but I, feel the, I felt the opposite, you know. I've seen these guys work. I know what they're capable of on the field. But to me, more important, I know the kind of people they are. I know the loyalty they have to myself, to this program, to this university. And I know the way they're going to treat these kids. You know, we're going to do the things the right way. And I know these guys would do that. You know, I I couldn't be happier with with the group that we have put together. Says a lot that these guys wanted to be part of what Coach Dez is doing. First-year head coach, right? He's getting a lot of guys to come back. And I think that speaks volumes about him and the relationships that he's been able to develop over the years. There are big questions for this team for the spring season, right? Health of the offensive line, what's going to be happening at running back, what are they going to do at quarterback, and so much more. But what's not a question mark is a confidence that Coach Dez, his staff, and the players have in the culture continuing at UL. Well, extremely confident in, in that. It always helps when the things that you've done have produced results. So our kids believe completely in what we do, and, and the new coaches and support staff that are here, they believe in it too, and they're excited to be a part of it. So, you know, when there's a standard in place, and I was very fortunate, obviously, you know, with a very good standard here, you know, the standard's a standard, and everybody wants to live up to it and try to raise the bar. So, you know, that's what you got as a bunch of guys between players, coaches, support staff, everybody that – you know, nobody wants to stay the same. You want to kind of raise the bar and keep pushing the standards. So, you know, it's a lot of fun to kind of see, you know, culture lives on. It's one of the hardest things to create 
But once you have it, it's one of the hardest things to beat. And, um, you know, for us, that's, that's what we want to do is, you know, our culture is something that we're really proud of, that we worked hard to develop. And we're going to continue to develop it and, you know, like I said, try to keep pushing it forward. And that's what they're going to try to do, keep pushing it forward. Keep pushing it forward. We're going to take a timeout. When we come back, we're going to hear more from Coach Dez. First day of spring ball was yesterday. Lots of questions, though, involving this team. Quarterback, running back, who's injured, who's not. What about the offensive line? Coach Dez answered all those questions. We'll hear from him more next. You're listening to RP3 and Company right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Do you think RP3 is the only nickname Ray has? Think again. There was Little Vainant. There was Little Foot, Little Bubba. There was LD, which stood for Little Dufo. There was Ray Dog. There was Ray Diggity Dog. There was Fish. There was Fish Face. There was RP3. There was even Ramundo from El Segundo. Back to the host with more nicknames than he knows what to do with. RP3, right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The game Southwest Louisiana Sports Station wants to give you a chance to score the ultimate crawfish boil. Brought to you by J&J Exterminating Kramer Equipment and Cody's Crawfish. You can win two sacks of live crawfish, a pot, a burner, a paddle, ice chest, tumbler, chairs, a $500 Visa gift card, and tickets to a Houston Astros game. Sign up today. For the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com so you can score the ultimate crawfish boil from J&J Exterminating, Kramer Equipment, Cody's Crawfish, and the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Man, wish I didn't work here. I mean, I love working here. Don't get me wrong. Love talking to you guys every day. But that's a hell of a contest. I'd be all about winning that. Before we took the time out, we were talking... Raging Cajun spring football. It began yesterday for Coach Dez. First year man at the helm. Former star Raging Cajun player, of course. We talked, heard about him, about them opening up spring football, the culture, the familiarity of the coaching staff and the players and whatnot. But there are question marks about the Raging Cajuns heading into the spring. And tops on that list is quarterback, right? Who's going to be the guy? Levi Lewis was a four-year starter, leader, unquestioned leader of the team, a captain. He's gone. He graduated. You got multiple guys there that could possibly take over. Is it Chandler Fields? He's been the backup the last two years, former star prospect. But they also have a couple of guys on the roster that are transfers, have played elsewhere, that are going to be competing. They've signed guys out of high school. They're going to be there. So it's kind of wide open. Even though you feel like maybe Chandler and Ben are your guys, they're going to get the reps. First day in the books, Coach Dez gave us an update on how the reps are being divided 
at quarterback. Yeah, it does change things. You know, I mean, obviously when you have a first-string quarterback and he's the guy, well, he takes all the ones reps, therefore there's less twos and threes reps for the other guys to get just by nature of it. So, you know, we're splitting it up and we're trying to get the guys that, you know, we're trying to get the guys that are in the mix, the reps that they need, you know, and obviously with Chandler and Ben coming out of last year, you know, you start in a good spot with those guys that they were battling for the backup spot all year. You've got Lance Lejean, who's tremendously talented, hit, you know, done a great job. You know, he deserves to get reps. Let's see what he can do, right? You know, Zy McDonald's a really smart kid that does a really good job. You know, he understands what we're doing. He deserves to get some time in there. You know, Zion has done a really good job. You know, he's got a, a very good approach to it. He's very, uh, I, hate, I don't want to say this because, you know, this is a hard mold to cast someone in, but his, his demeanor is very much like Levi, very much about business, very intent on what he's doing. Um, you know, so he's in there too, you know, and you got Hunter kind of dealing with a little off season injury that, you know, we're kind of working through, but you know, all those guys, you know, they deserve to get reps because, you know, this quarterback competition to me, it is open we need to see who's the best one for us. So, you know, you got a bunch of guys that need to get reps that are sometimes when you have a number one quarterback, he's going to take up a lot of them, which is obviously a good thing when you know who you got, but right here we're spreading them out. And I think that's the way we need to do it because, uh, we need to find out who the best fit is for us moving forward. So that'll be an open competition. He did say he'd like to know by the end of spring who his quarterback is. That's that that's that's what's going to be ideal for Coach Dez and company. Running back, they know who their number one guy is, right? Chris Smith, he's the starter. But they lost the two backups. Amani Bailey transferred. So did Montreal Johnson. So that's a competition. And there's some local guys that are going to be in the mix. Former Westgate high star Tyrese Jackson is on the roster. He formerly was at Colorado State. He's looking to make an impact, get some reps during the spring. Quindrell Williams, who helped Karen Crow win a state championship. He was essentially redshirted last year. He'll be in the mix. So they have some guys there that are going to figure out who's going to be the number two, who's going to be the number three. Coach Des says he wants to continue doing what they're doing, running three, four different running backs in every game. This is what he told us about figuring out that running back position. We're rotating those reps around. You know, those guys that were with us last year, you know, Terrence Williams obviously played quite a bit last year. You know, he's right in the mix. Uh, Draylon Washington has been here. He's a guy that's got some, I mean, some real, a lot of upside, a lot of potential. Kendrell, obviously, you know, a lot of people know about him being local. You know, Michael Orfe is a guy who's been around here for a long time who decided to come back. And, you know, Mike's always been a really good player. We've always had a lot of really good players in running back. You know, so you got Chris right now that obviously, you know, Chris is the returning starter. But I think one of the things we've done really well is we've played multiple backs because we've had multiple backs that could play. I don't see that changing. I think we have the guys that will be able to do that. And right now it's really important to kind of – it doesn't have to be finalized by the end of spring, but to kind of have an idea and a little bit of a pecking order and kind of the way that we're going to go into fall camp with those guys behind Chris. Offensive line has major departures as well, right? Ken Marks finally graduated after being there seven years, the old man, as they used to call him, Grandpa. He's gone. Shane Vallow graduated. He's on Billy Napier's staff as a, like a grad assistant at Florida. You had other guys transfer out or get ready for the draft, like Max Mitchell, who's getting ready for the draft. So they lose four starters, but they do have guys behind them that are ready, that they've been recruiting because they've done a very good job the last two cycles of signing multiple offensive linemen. Remember, they lost two guys to the NFL just a couple years ago when Dotson and Hunt got drafted. 
and they were able just to bounce back and keep it moving, they expect kind of the same thing. And Coach Dez discussed the health of his offensive line as we start to begin spring football. So offensive line, you know, we do have a few guys that are all, you know, really potential starters. So, I mean, the four guys that are out and or limited for spring, you know, you got uh, Jax Harrington, who's limited a little bit right now. You got Tyler Brown, Carlos Rubio, David Hudson, right, that are really good players that are all potential, if not probable starters. So you have them out and you can't get caught up in in what's happening right now when some things don't look good with some guys you have in there because they have no experience. In the long run, it'll probably be for the better good. You know, David Hudson's played a lot of ball. Rubio's played a lot of ball. You know, Tyler Brown has played really good ball, even though he's young. You know, and Jax Harrington's played really well. So you feel really confident about those guys and what they can do. You know, you got to look at the positive in it. You have a lot of young guys, you know, Amaki Malo, Landon Burton, who those are guys that are getting a lot of meaningful reps. Nathan Thomas, who played really good for us down the stretch. The positive is that those guys are going to get a lot of reps, and, and they need to, and that'll be a good thing for us. Harrington's going to be a little hobbled, recovering from his injury last year, but the former Erath High Star is going to be making an impact. And, and that's the thing he's got you. That's the one thing that I know it sounds, I don't know, old fashioned. I love the fact that the Cajuns have a local feel to them. Right? Jax Harrington from Erath, Braylon Trahan from Acadiana, Zion Hill from Catholic High of New Iberia, Trey, uh, Trey Amos and Peter LeBlanc also from Catholic High of New Iberia, Tyrese Jackson from Westgate. Kendrell Williams from Karen Crow. Like, I like that. That may sound, you know, very kind of conservative and traditional or whatever it might be and, you know, a little cliche, but I like like the fact that the Cajuns have a local flair. Makes sense. Their head coach is local as well. We got to take a timeout. Phone lines are open. Game hotline 337-706-0111. That's 337-706-0111. You're listening to the game. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. March 11th, 2020. The NBA suspends the 2019-2020 season until further notice after Utah Jazz center Rudy Gobert tests positive for COVID-19. The season would eventually resume in a bubble environment at Walt Disney World in Orlando. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com can help you with your date night blues. That's because once you become a member of our rewards club, you will have the opportunity to win excellent prizes like a $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House. That's right, $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House. We want to help you take your lady out for some delicious seafood, but you can only score that $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House by joining the Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. So go sign up today. It's free to do so. Reminder. Go vote on our poll question of the day. You can also leave your comments on Facebook and Twitter. Just make sure you keep it clean for the kids. 
Our poll question of the day is, what weekend event are you the most excited for? Is it the SEC Men's Tournament? Is it the University of Houston at UL Baseball Series? Is it the Players' Championship down at TPC Sawgrass? Or is it other? Right now, 41% of the vote's going to the Cougars-Cajuns Baseball Series. 31% of the vote going to the SEC Men's Tournament down in Tampa. 18% to other. And the Players' Championship receiving 10% of the vote. Let's get to some comments here. Texan in Acadiana, who, by the way, is the number one Houston Cougars fan of RP3 and company. If Houston's bats stay as hot as they have been, UL better play some D. The Cougs have scored 27 runs and recorded almost 30 hits in the last three games. Like UL, though, this game will hinge on pitching as UH can be Jekyll and Hyde and shut out a team or give up 10-plus runs. Ton on Twitter says baseball, Cajuns, Cowboys, Tigers, Demons, just baseball, except Tech. Screw them. Always there for the Louisiana Tech slander. Hannah Five Names approves of that as well. Robert Duplishan. So when does the USFL start? My man is ready for the USFL. Supplemental draft was yesterday, by the way, Roberto, just to let you know. And JPK, the OD, says, hey, he just gumbo and a gif of someone making gumbo. It is going to be cold, so that makes it good gumbo weather. Keep those votes coming on our poll question of the day. Leave your comments as well as Facebook and Twitter. But right now, it's time for us to talk Houston Astros baseball. Look, when you're the host, the co-host of the Lima Time Time podcast, you're a contributor to the Houston Chronicle, and you're a soccer coach and an educator, a molder of young minds, sometimes you're just too busy to answer the phone until... 20 or so minutes later. But we got him now, as promised, our good friend, the one and only James Yasko. James, good morning, sir. How are you? I, I, owe, I owe you an apology. <laughs> I, it, is, it is the last Friday of spring break, and I did not even hear my phone ring. I didn't hear my alarm go off. Uh, that, that, that's on me. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 own, I, own I just, one. I just, I just assumed you were celebrating baseball ending its lockout, and you just had you enjoyed yourself a little too much on Thursday night, bud. No, no, that's that's not it at all. I, I just, <laughs> I, I was just very asleep, and, and I apologize. <laughs> that's fine, bud. No, it's fine. All right, let's talk. How surprised are you that the tone changed greatly? It went from we are canceling and another week's worth of games and we're we're going all the way through april 14th jackie robinson day the 75th anniversary of him breaking the color barrier was in danger of being canceled as well we went from that dire things guys being dug in to a deal getting done why do you think that was i, I don't there was such a everything that that i would have thought about how billionaires are supposed to negotiate and you know allegedly if you're a billionaire you're, you're pretty good at this but everything that that sort of logically makes sense about how you're supposed to negotiate that kind of went out the window like like, like the, the owners are like trying to get the players to agree to something before they even see the proposal and and there's fake deadlines like the whole deadline thing didn't make any sense to me because like they it would just move and they're like we're going to cancel games if you don't agree by by this date and they don't agree they're like fine we're canceling games and then they come back and they're like we can still play all the games if you agree to it by this date like it, it didn't i don't know it, it seems like i would very i would be very interested in reading a book about how exactly did the last you know 99 days like what actually happened rob manford was practicing his golf swing and making jokes in press conferences that's what happened so yeah that's no, true 
All right, let's let's look at this. The owners agreed to higher base salaries, right? More of a arbitration pool money, and they compromised on a few other things. What stood out to you more than anything about the actual new CBA? I, the, what stood out was I want to know why why were the Astros one of the teams that that didn't vote for it. Um, you know, and I'm sure we'll get more of an answer kind of as, as time goes by. But, you know, it was I, I want to say there were, there were, what, four teams that, that our Manfred had to get 26 votes or, or a certain number of votes. Uh, and the, the Astros didn't – Jim Crane didn't vote for it. So I, that's, that's what stands out to me is what, what was going on there and, and why. That stands out. Are you surprised – Walk walk me through this because you're a far more intelligent man than I am. I've I, I've I know what pieces of paper you have framed on your wall. Uh, with, with <laughs> I've been awake for seven minutes. I don't I don't I don't I don't know that, I don't know that, I don't know that's true. And the owners initiated this lockout. They're the ones that started this, right? Yes. Yet when I look at over everything, it sure does feel like the players won a lot of things here. Am I wrong for feeling that way? It doesn't. It doesn't seem like it. Um, you know, we we don't know. Was it like all eight members of the of the MLBPA's subcommittee like voted against it? And I don't know if that's more of the international draft. Um, it seems for now, you know, and, and I'm sure, like I said, the details are going to kind of kind of trickle out. Um, but it, it does seem that this is a, a better deal than the last CBA for the players. And I I think, you know, I think both sides sort of looked and, and thought. You know, because I mean, I'm sure everyone's reading this. You know, we're all reading Jeff Passan. We're all, you know, reading the same things and the same think pieces about what would it mean for baseball, for for baseball on the major league level to not exist for for a season. You know, and everyone's basically agreeing that you know, no, this is suicide. Like you don't you don't want to do this. So you know, I think both sides stopped looking at the CBA as a chance to finish the other one off for good. And so the, the players got maybe got a little less hardcore. The owners got a little less greedy with the idea that, that with every round of negotiations, you get a little more of something that you want rather than trying to hit the home run with this one and run the risk of, of essentially becoming irrelevant. We're talking with James Yasko, co-host of the Lehman Time Time podcast, also Houston Chronicle contributor. He joins us here on RP3 and Company. Anything peculiar about the new CBA that stands out to you? It makes you kind of scratch your head and you go, oh, what? Uh, the, the, the pitch clocks, you know, so one thing that, that I was always, or that, that I kind of sat back and thought, that's okay, that's, that's weird. And I, I don't know that it actually made it into the CBA. But, you know, they were talking about, you know, we need pitch clocks to speed up the game. Also, we need to ban the shifts. Like, well, if if the shift is getting you a quick out, you know that that's still speeding up the game, just not in a way that you want it to. So you have a pitch clock, and that's going to offset that. Now there's going to be more hits, which means more at bats, which means more pitches. Like it, it just, I don't, under, I do not understand the the whole the 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 backlash against the shift. Um, but but putting that in there where you ban the shift combined with a pitch clock, like that that didn't make sense to me. So so. Uh, there's a whole lot about this process that, that didn't really make sense just from a, a logical standpoint to me, but that's probably the biggest one for me. The owners do get the, something that they really wanted, which was the new 12-team playoffs. What do you think that's going to look like? 
I mean, it's it's going to make the trade deadline more interesting. Um, you know, just because you know they're they're and, and you know this the you know the the Braves you know benefited and not, not that they were they benefited from the extent they won their division, but you know having having a more teams in contention means that that there's more of a of a reason to go for it, and so you know maybe that talks a couple of teams out of out of selling everything at the trade deadline and and trying to do a rebuild. Uh, and you you might only be one or two pieces away from from getting in the playoffs, and then as, as everyone knows, it's it's a crapshoot what happens after that. So you know, I think the expanded playoffs just means there's more teams with more of an incentive to not just blow it all up. And they're not going to play the one offs, right? They're gonna it's going to be your your two top division winners are going to get the buy, the other division winner and the three wild card teams. They're going to have to meet up and play a three-game series. So you're not going to just have the one game, which sometimes makes things wildly unpredictable. I also like that. The owners like it because they get right more games to sell to right. television. So that that works out well as well. And fans, we get that as well. So I found that to be interesting as well about the uh, the new collective bargaining agreement with the postseason. They're also committed all 162 games, James. And they're getting rid of the the, the wimpy doubleheaders. They're going to do full nine inning doubleheaders to make it up. What do you think of that decision? I, I think that's that's good. Um, you know, the, the the seven inning doubleheaders. That's a college thing. Uh, and and there's going to be a few more because the season's going to be starting. You know, two weeks later than normal. But uh, what the the season what are the finale game, the regular season finale is what three days later. So. More doubleheaders, that's good. You know, we, I mean, everyone likes an extra four innings of baseball. Um, but also the, the the extra inning lunacy of last year where you start with a runner on, on second, that's gone too. So oh, I'm, thank I'm very excited about that. Oh, thank goodness for that. Oh, I was, I was going to ask you about that. You beat me to the punch. Thank God they got oh, rid of that nonsense. Oh, it's just uh, all in all, 99 days, James. Um, I'm, I'm happy today. As a baseball fan, I'm happy because – the work stoppage, the lockout is over, and we're going to get baseball, and we're going to get 162 games. I'm excited about that. But the baseball fan in me also is a little still disappointed and pissed off because why did it even need to come to this? Like, if you just met in November, December, this could have all been avoided. Why did it take this? Why did it take a work stoppage of nearly 100 days for this to, to, to happen? Well, if, if you count days that they were actually negotiating, it was probably, what, 30 days of a work stoppage? The owners straight up refused to meet for for a, about six weeks. So they essentially take, took December and January off from worrying about where is this new CBA going to come from. Uh, so, you know, it's an owner-imposed lockout that, that was turned into a crisis by by Rob Manfred and the owners. Um and, and I think it was to try to force a bad deal down the Players Association's throat. You know, that, that if, if you can spin it and you start canceling games and, and, you know, we saw it with the federal mediator that they were trying to bring in and, and that was just going to take more time and, and delay it even more. Um, it was everything about this was a ploy by the owners to, to make the, the Players Association look bad and to force them into a bad deal so that they didn't look responsible for canceling the season. We're talking with James Yasko, co-host of the Lumen Time Time podcast, also a contributor to Houston Chronicle. He joins us here on RP3 and Company. All right, bud, let's shift the focus to the Astros now. 
Spring training begins today. Free agency begins today. Uh, we expect the Justin Verlander deal to be finalized, right? I would expect that to, to happen within the next few days. What about Carlos Correa? Does the fact that there was no offseason, does that maybe give the Astros a chance to sign him to a very expensive one-year deal and let him explore free agency again next year? That, that would, I would assume that's on the table. You know, one of the deal, one of the parts of the CBA is that the 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 threshold for paying a luxury tax or or you know having having to pay some sort of penalty is 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 now higher. Uh, so that there is in theory more room in the budget to stay under that threshold, which is good if you're looking at at Carlos Correa. Um, however, you know, I don't I don't think they were really allowed to meet as a front office and, and with Correa and with Correa's camp during the lockout. So, you know, I, I think they have a pretty clear indication of, of what Correa wants. I think everybody does. I do think Scott Boris's phone is going to be ringing off the hook today. Um, but if they don't get the deal that they want and the, and the Astros come in and offer 36, 37 million for one year, you know, I, I think that's something that, that Correa would have to look at. That that may be the only way to to keep him. Actually, I've because they they seem pretty committed to Jeremy Pena uh, at shortstop. So it's it's going to be an interesting few days for sure. Brother, appreciate you making the time as always. Enjoy your weekend. Baseball is back, but we're still going to do a road trip to see the Sugarland Space Cowboys. That is still going to happen. I am I'm assuring you of that. So you can go ahead and be relieved of that. Yeah, good, good, good. Yeah, no, I'm 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 in. And, uh, and and also, please also be rest assured that one week from today, I'll, I'll actually already have to be at work. So a repeat of today will not happen. <laughs> Enjoy your weekend, brother. Thank you so much. <laughs> have a good one. We got to take a time out. Wrap up hour number two here on RP3 and Company. That'll be next on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Oh, man, I love that song. Oh, man, I could listen to that multiple times over and over again. Poll question of the day here on today's RP3 and Company. What weekend event are you the most excited for? 42% of you say UH at UL Baseball Series. Cougars, Cajuns. That'll start today, this afternoon. First pitch has been bumped from 6 to 3 because of the winter weather. I'll be there. At the Teague, covering that bad boy. 42% of you say that. 32% say the SEC men's tournament. LSU taking on Arkansas. Tigers, Pig Suey. That'll be this afternoon. You can listen to that game live right here from Tampa. Starting at 1.30. Quarterfinal action of the SEC tournament. 16% of you say other. 10% of you say the Players' Championship. Let's get to some more comments, shall we? Salty Steve who's been so positive this week, as five names and I have been the salty ones. No more lockout talks. Thank God. If I hear anything but play ball, I'm going to scream. Let's concentrate on sports that are relevant until opening day. Hashtag go Tigers. Hashtag go Cajuns. Hashtag life is good. Hashtag no salt. Salty Steve went with the four hashtag tweet today. Shout out to him. He gets the like. Just saying. Brad on Twitter says, pork, it's what's for dinner. Go Tigers. 
See, he's excited about that SEC men's tournament game. He'll be tuning in because the Razorbacks are, you know, that's like a pig kind of. <laughs> Poll question of the day. Keep those comments coming. Keep those votes coming. Do we have any comments on Facebook for our poll question of the day? Producer extraordinaire, formerly known as the intern extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names. We actually don't. Wow. Wow, people. Come on. I don't know. If, I think Jude might not be awake yet. <laughs> Usually we can always depend on Mr. Green. Yes, Mr. But Green. But Mr. Green does Jude. have the sick child. Does have a sick child. So maybe his focus is elsewhere as it should be. That's pretty correct. I will tolerate it. I will allow it. Yeah. Just this one time, though. Usually Jude, the Green, and then the two Blakes. But still still got an hour. Yeah. Still got an hour, guys, if you want to get in on that poll question of the day. We want to hear from you. Leave your comments on Facebook and Twitter. Go vote on the question. Hour number two in the books. Hour number three, right around the bend. You're listening to the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette, here is the producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, and your big, bald, beautiful host, Raymond Parts III, better known as RP3. Baseball is back. Major League Baseball, thankfully, ends its lockout after 99 days. They did so yesterday. Good news. Yesterday afternoon coming out that the lockout had finally ended, that they had agreed to a new collective bargaining agreement, and we're going to have a full 162, all 162 games. Those weird doubleheaders that were only seven innings, they're gone. We're going to have 162 games because we're going to have full nine-inning doubleheaders. Having a runner on second base and extra innings, that's gone. Bye-bye. Thank God. Universal DH for both leagues, that's in. Players having a significantly higher base salary, that's done. Luxury tax, done. They've even implemented a draft lottery, six-team draft lottery, to help try to prevent teams from tanking as much as they do in baseball because you have about half a dozen teams that are committed to not investing into their product. So this is a kind of incentive not to because just because you tank doesn't mean that you get the number one overall pick anymore. So maybe that's going to be forcing some of these teams to be a little bit more competitive. 12-team postseason, the owners got that. That's what they wanted. 
No more one-game wildcard games. Those are done. Your top two seeds, your top two division winners, rather, they'll get a bye. Your third division winner and the three wildcard teams, they'll duke it out in a three-game series apiece. So the owners get more playoff games and they get more teams in, so they're happy. And opening day will begin April the 7th. April the 7th, just a few weeks from now. We'll have opening day for Major League Baseball. Spring training begins today. Free agency begins today. And, of course, everyone, you have your favorite players, your favorite teams, rather. You're looking to see if they're going to sign those big-time players. We talked to James Yasko last hour of the Lima Time Time podcast and contributor to the Houston Chronicle about the Astros and Carlos Correa. We'll see. I think it helps the Astros that we've had the lockout because players and their agents haven't had the time to be wined and dined by teams like they typically are, and you can have those lengthy negotiations that take weeks upon weeks of doing to get those mega deals. I think you're going to see a rash of guys take one-year, two-year deals. They're going to be expensive deals, but they're going to be limited on the amount of years that lends itself to Carlos possibly coming back to the Astros. But he's going to have some suitors. He's going to have some suitors. How weird is it going to be see if Carlos goes somewhere else, like goes plays for the Dodgers who believe Major League Baseball is just, you know, a board game come to life where you can just buy up property. Carlos Correa plays would, – would Carlos really play for the Dodgers? Really? The team that attacked and guys that attacked him and his teammates in Houston, would he really go play for them? I know money talks. I get it, but, boy, that would seem weird. So, will Carlos go back? We all expect Justin Verlander. That deal will finally be finalized, signed, and done in process. That'll be happening. Justin's going to be coming back to the, to, to the Strohs. But spring training begins. That'll be the big question mark is, what about Carlos Correa? For Braves fans like yours truly, boy, I sure do hope they bring Freddie Freeman back. The guy's been the heart and soul of that team for a decade. Helped you win a World Series. Got to make this done. Got to get this done. I know he's on the back end, toward the back end of his career, but you got to get this done. Can't be watching Freddie Freeman go play for somebody else. You know he wants to be there. Just pay the man. So, all eyes on Major League Baseball free agency now that that is up and running. Because the season is up and running. Meanwhile, on the hardwood, conference tournament action is going on. For our friends over in the Southland Conference, McNeese, their season comes to a disappointing end against UNO. Privateers rallied to take down the Cowboys yesterday over in Katy, Texas for the Southland Conference Tournament. McNeese is eliminated, and their season ends in disappointing. And it was a disappointing season for John Aiken in his first year at the helm. Ten games below 500, a fairly early exit from the conference tournament. A game they probably should have won. That's going to sting a little bit. But can Aiken and McNeese turn this into a foundation year where they can 
do better things moving forward. Transition years, first years are sometimes rough. I made no doubt about it. It was rough for Coach Aiken this year. The women, meanwhile, for McNeese, they get to action today. 11 o'clock, by the way. They got a bye. They're the three seed. So they have a legit chance of making a run here at the Southland Conference Tournament, hopefully punching their ticket to the NCAA Tournament. By the way, Selection Sunday is Sunday for both the men and the women. LSU, meanwhile, they looked sloppy yesterday. There's no doubt about it. They did not play their best game, but they did enough to beat Missouri. And when you get to March, it's all about survive in advance. And that's what Will Wade's team did yesterday. That's what they did. Missouri tried to fight back. LSU gave them the opportunity to do so by turnovers. Remember, turnovers were an issue for LSU earlier in the season, too. Remember, we talked about it when they were going on that losing skid, and they were really sloppy with the basketball. You can get away with that doing that against Missouri. You're not going to be able to get away doing that today, later today, against Arkansas. Razorbacks and Tigers faced off twice during the regular season. Pig Suey got the best of the Bayou Bengals both times. And in both of those games, those should have been won by LSU. LSU held a lead at the PMAC, and they blew it. And Arkansas stormed back and took that game, stole that game away from them inside the PMAC. And then in the bud, LSU should have won that game as well. Didn't. Didn't get the job done. Didn't close it out. So... Arkansas, as good as they are, and they look like a team that could be a Sweet 16 or Elite 8 team, especially the way they've been playing the last month or so, LSU's gone toe-to-toe with them and almost got them. So, we'll see. We'll see. You can listen to that game live this afternoon right here on the game. 1.30 is the scheduled tip time between Number five seed LSU, number four seed Arkansas. It's the SEC quarterfinals from Tampa. Winner moves on to the semis. Now, we also have a lot of action going on right here. The weather that's supposed to be coming through, this wacky, weird weather that we're having in March, where it's going to be like 60 or 70 degrees, and then the storm is going to come through tonight, and then it's going to, the temperature is going to drop. It's going to be all crazy. Well, because of the crazy weather that we're having, that is reshuffled the weekend, or at least reshuffled today. We'll start off over in Baton Rouge. Things that you need to know. I know many of you like to travel over there to watch games. Well, pay attention. The baseball series against Bethu Cookman that was going to open up tonight at Alex Box Stadium for the nationally ranked Jay Johnson team. Has been pushed all the way up to noon. So if you're planning on going, you may want to go ahead and take a half day off of work. LSU baseball bumps its game up from 6 o'clock to noon today. The rest of the weekend is going to stay the same. It's just Friday is being impacted for the LSU baseball team. They'll take on Bethu Cookman at noon today. Softball was supposed to be opening up conference play against Alabama. A pair of nationally ranked teams duking it out at Tiger Park, they're not even going to play today. 
They scrapped today's game altogether. They will play a doubleheader instead tomorrow, Saturday, and then wrap up the series on Sunday with one game. So that's what's going on in Baton Rouge. Here, closer to home, on this side of the basin, if you will, Raging Cajuns baseball team. They're opening up against the University of Houston. Cougars come to town. Cougars are a damn good ball club, by the way. Three-game series should be a great one. They bumped their game up from 6 o'clock tonight to 3 p.m., so three hours earlier. That's when first pitch will be. Of course, you can get a recap of the action at 1037thegame.com and 1041thegame.com by yours truly because I'll be in attendance watching the game covering for the station. So Matt Deggs' team is going to be playing earlier at 3 o'clock this afternoon instead of 6. The softball team, Jerry Glasgow's nationally ranked Raging Cajuns, their opening Sunbelt Conference play today, they got bumped up as well. They were supposed to start at 6-2 against Georgia State. But the Cajuns and Panthers instead have first pitch now scheduled for 4 o'clock at Lampson Park. Once again, the rest of the weekend, not impacted, not affected as of yet because it's supposed to be frigid temperatures on Saturday, like in the 20s and 30s. The high for tomorrow is 54. The low right now is 32. The high for today is 73. The low of 44. It's going to hit by first pitch for today. It's going to be 70, it says. But by the end of the game, it'll be about 64. So it won't happen until really overnight. Yeah. So shout out to everyone's sinuses. That will be impacted by the drop in weather. A great Monday for me. <laughs> so excited. What? What? I, you know what? I'm going to start with you. You know what? I'm going to start with you. I'm going to start a, a five names complaint counter. We're going to have a complaint counter built here in the studio. So every time you complain about something, fiance, wedding plans, puzzles, you, <laughs> TikTok, me, we're just going to ding, ding, ding the complaint counter. For Hannah, five names. Got nothing but love for you, five names. Yeah, so that's going to – you're not going to – they pushed everything up tonight, but once the storms come through, the temperature's going to drop. That's going to make things interesting over the weekend. So right now, tentatively, everything else is is on board there. And for our friends over in Lake Chuck, better known as Lake Charles, home of the McNeese Cowboys, you know, did you know that, Hannah? I did. I want to know when they came. Like, where did like Lake Chuck come from? I just Chuck? heard someone say it one time while I was over there, and they just say, "Hey, hey, are you, hey, welcome to Lake Chuck." And I was like, "You, you call it that?" Yeah, there has to be a reason, though. Like, you know, I mean, well, Chuck is Charles. Chuck is short for Charles. Yeah, that, that's not that. There you go. We figured it out. It's <laughs> what like two less letters. McNeese softball, by the way, they open up a series against Boise State. Broncos come to town to take on McNeese at Joe Miller Field at Cowgirl Stadium. They're still on for 6 p.m. tonight to begin that series, and then they're going to play a doubleheader tomorrow, Saturday. So that's still on, but baseball, meanwhile, and Justin Hill's team, who played really well on that loss against LSU, they're 8-5 and five on the season, still a young team, still trying to figure things out. 
They're going to welcome in Cal State Northridge. And that game's going to be now been moved to 2 o'clock today. So 2 p.m. today over on Lake Charles for Cal State Northridge versus McNeese Baseball. So lots of moving pieces, this, uh, especially for today, but still plenty of action to check out. Plus, we got tournament action. Baseball's back. I mean, come on. How can you not be happy today? Like Salty Steve said earlier in our poll question of the day. He's just happy. No salt. My man went with four hashtags. That's a big flex by Steve. That's a big It is. Big big flex by he Steve. He asked me too. He said, uh, I just tuned in, so what are we talking about today? And I was like, um, <laughs> everything. <laughs> We're covering it all. As Mainly always. though, a big topic right now is major league baseball, because of course, you know, That's we've all been <laughs> dying. Well, poll question of the day. What weekend event are you the most excited for? 49% of you say the Houston at Louisiana baseball series that begins today. 27% of you say the SEC men's tournament. 13% say other. Hannah Hannah voted other because she's going to be watching some Disney and doing some puzzles and drinking cocoa. I did, actually. <laughs> I know you did. And 11% of you say the Players' Championship. By the way, Tommy Fleetwood is your early leader there. He shot a six under yesterday storms are impacting the players championship at tpc sawgrass so they have to wrap up round one today but tommy fleetwood the englishman is your early leader there at one of the best golf tournaments around keep those votes coming on our poll question of the day keep your comments coming on facebook and twitter but up next our guy semi-pro gambler the man that we look to to put extra cash in our back pockets Nick Fondo will be joining us. It'll be time for cashing tickets. Oh, men's tournament edition. That's next right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. RP3 came to the station this morning to do only two things. Kick some ass and drink some beer. Looks like we're almost out of beer. Well, it's kind of early for the latter, isn't it? Maybe. Probably. Maybe just a root beer or some flavored water. Back to more kick-ass sports talk with RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles wants you to be part of our team at the Lake Charles Championship. I know some of you tried to be part of our team at the Chittimacha Louisiana Open. You didn't win the tour experience. You're disappointed. You're feeling sad. You're feeling blue today. But guess what? You get another opportunity to golf with your boy RP3. You get to see the drunk giraffe try to golf live in person. I'll even will allow you to shoot video of what is going to be atrocious golfing by yours truly. We want to hook you up. Dozen golf balls. Boom. And a spot on our foursome. That's right. In the Lake Charles Championship Pro-Am. Lake Charles Championship is going to happen. Supposed to happen a few years ago, if you remember. COVID, hurricanes, has delayed it. Now they're finally going to debut at Corn Ferry Tour Stop right after the Chittimacha Louisiana Open. It'll be time for the Lake Charles Championship. We're going to be in the Pro-Am. You can golf with me and tell all your friends just how bad RP3 is at golf. 
that that alone is worth winning. That's going to be on Wednesday, March 23rd. To enter for a chance to win a spot on our team in the Lake Charles Championship Pro-Am, you got to simply text NUGGET to 68683. That's NUGGET to 68683 for the chance to win the Golfing with RP3 contest presented by the game Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Right now, it's time for us to look at conference tournament weekend. It's championship weekend, conference tournaments, a wrap-up selection Sunday is Sunday. Who's going to win it? You want to know so you can go place bets and get a little extra cash in your back pocket. Well, thankfully, we got Nick Fondo to help us out with that. It's time for Cash and Tickets. Tired of having your pockets emptied out due to bad sports bets? 20. Hit me. 21. Hit me. 22. Listen up, because it's time to take down some notes and get paid with advice from semi-pro gambler Nick Fontenot. I get so nervous when I gamble. I'm so silly. Here is Cashing Tickets on 103.7 The Game, Acadiana's sports station, simulcast on Stadium 32.3. First question, Nick. Good morning and... How many balls do you think I'm going to lose in the water or in streets or actually hit individuals while golfing and not one but two pro-ams? How many balls are you taking to the tournament? (laughs) That is the correct answer. (laughs) That is the correct answer. That's exactly. Uh, But I I do believe uh, my man man Nick here is going to probably come out one day while we're at the tournament just to witness the – awfulness of what's going to be happening with with me in a club in my hand all right bud tournament weekend is here okay so we've already got the early rounds they're out of the way so now we get to the nitty-gritty so to speak of things let's start with the sec how who do you like to win the sec tournament we have all top four seeds they're playing today they're starting playing today one is Auburn, two is Tennessee, which is a surprise to some. Kentucky's your three seed. Arkansas's the four seed who takes on LSU. Who do you like? I like Kentucky. I think I'm going to go chalk here. I think I know that Auburn's the one seed, but I, I do think Kentucky's the best team in the conference. They've been playing really well right now. And so I, I really think any of those top four seeds could win it. I even think LSU could sneak in there and win it. They, they play very well in that tournament, if they can get by Arkansas today, I think they have a chance to, to beat, to beat uh, the winner of A&M Auburn and then go on to the championship game. But if, if I'm betting, which is what we do here, right, we're trying to, trying to win some money. I'll put my money on Kentucky. I think they've just had the best team so far this year. I think they're better than Auburn, better than Tennessee. So I'll go with Kentucky to cut the next down. This man's going all chalk with the Wildcats here. Yeah. So, but – of the teams, though, that, that are going to be playing, and obviously Vanderbilt's on a bit of a run. They upset Alabama because why wouldn't Alabama lose to Vanderbilt? That just seems fitting for them. Of the teams that are playing today, you like LSU the most to possibly be the upset, though, for the SEC tournament. You could see them actually well, making a run. Well, yeah. You remember remember last time they played Arkansas? They really should have won that game, and they, they dropped it at the end. They got some uh, some – bad calls in, in Arkansas's favor, and, and so LSU dropped that game. But I think of the, of the teams that are not uh, those, those top four seeds, LSU probably has the best chance to do it. Now, I'm not picking LSU to do it. I actually think they're going to lose to Arkansas today. But if they were to beat Arkansas, I think that they would have that momentum to go into a game potentially against Auburn, beat Auburn, 
and then and then go on and, and potentially have someone for the championship. But LSU always plays well in these conference tournaments, baseball and basketball. And then once they get to the conference tournament, they kind of turn it on. And LSU's had a lot of success under Will Wade in, in the conference tournament. So uh, they, had, they had a win against uh, Missouri, who's not that good yesterday. But I, I can see them beating Arkansas and maybe making a little run. But still, my pick is Kentucky. Let's go over to the ACC. Because obviously Duke is in the in the semifinals, which are today, and North Carolina, which I was told for the longest time was having a down year, yet they're nationally ranked and they have 24 wins, and they uh, made all the Duke fans cry inside Cameron Indoor Arena, which is <laughs> which just makes me laugh. So for for Coach K's final game, but they have also have two surprising teams in the semifinals, right? Virginia Tech's on the Cinderella run. They've been upsetting teams left and right, and so has Miami. How do you like the ACC to shake out? I think everybody is looking forward to Duke, North Carolina again, right? I think we've, we're all kind of penciling that in. I actually don't think that's going to happen. I do think Duke's going to beat Miami, but I like Virginia Tech to beat North Carolina. So it'll be Duke, Virginia Tech in the finals, and then I'll just go with Duke. I think Duke is head and shoulders the best team in the ACC. It's a down year for the ACC this year, and so I, I think Duke's going to. Who's going to take it down? But I, I like Virginia Tech in the upset today. If you're looking to like maybe play a money line, a money line bet, mm-hmm. I would go Virginia Tech. I think you're a two point underdog, so go with Vitek in the game today. But then in the, in the final tomorrow, I'll go with you. Let's switch over to the Big Twelve, brother, because semifinals are today as well for them. TCU is having kind of a, a good, surprisingly good year. They've upset some teams along the way. They're taking on, you know. Rock'em Chalk, you know, Chalk Jayhawk in one semifinal. The other one is Oklahoma taking on Texas Tech, who have obviously lost their coach in the offseason, yet they didn't skip a beat. Who do you like to win the Big 12? Man, Oklahoma's win last night against Baylor kind of shook shook this whole this whole Big 12 up. And so now you got Oklahoma and Texas Tech. And Texas Tech's a sexy pick for a lot of people. A lot of people are, are on Texas Tech. They're a seven-and-a-half point favorite today to beat Oklahoma. I, I like them to get that done, but I don't think they're going to win the tournament. I, I think it's Kansas. I actually think Kansas is the best team in the country. I know I'm a loner in Ireland there. Like, nobody agrees with <laughs> Nobody agrees with me on that on that Kansas pick, but I've just watched a couple of their games. I think they're playing really well, so I'm going to pick Kansas to be to win the Big Twelve. I don't really think they have any competition in the in the in this conference, and I think once the tournament comes around, they're probably going to I'm probably going to have them going far, if not winning at all, when it comes to the bracket. But give me Kansas in this tournament. Uh, Texas Tech will beat Oklahoma. It'll be Kansas, Texas Tech in the final, and then uh, I'll take Kansas. Let's go to the Big Ten. They are only at the quarterfinal point of their tournament just like the sec indiana gets the big win surprising win over michigan last night they get to play illinois today but Iowa's really good michigan state obviously is always good wisconsin is good and purdue is good they're kind of stacked big 10 you could make the argument maybe the best conference in basketball this year uh, which is not necessarily a surprise who do you like yeah, aside from Rutgers and maybe Penn State, I think any of these teams can can win this this tournament. I think this is this is the best the uh, the best tournament going right now. So uh, if you watch that Indiana game yesterday, man, Indiana was down by like twenty five points with eleven minutes to go, and they ended up beating Michigan and kind of shutting Michigan down in the fourth quarter. But in this tournament, I'm actually going to go with Illinois. We've been kind of talking about Illinois Ray throughout the year about how they're kind of a sneaky little pick. A lot of people are sleeping on them. They're a really good team. So I think Illinois is going to get it done. They're going to move on in this tournament and, and, and cut down the nets on Sunday. So, But like I said, aside from Rutgers and Penn State, I wouldn't be surprised if any of these teams win this tournament. 
And one more conference tournament for you to give us advice on, brother, and then we'll let you go. The Big East is not what it used to be, right? When we were kids with Georgetown and St. John's and, you know, Syracuse. It's it's not that anymore. But you still have some really good basketball being played these days. Semifinals are today. Crichton versus Providence. Providence is ranked number 11 in the country, by the way. People really haven't been noticing that. 25 wins on the year. UConn and Villanova. That's the number 20 ranked team in the country versus the number eight team in the other semifinal. Who do you like to win the Big East? Yeah, you're right. It's, it's the Big East is not what it used to be, but man, this has been the most entertaining tournament for me to watch so far. My pick at the beginning of the tournament was St. John's, and they got knocked out by Villanova last night, but they played really tough, and so I think that St. John's is still going to get in, into the tournament. I like Villanova. I know that's kind of a chalky pick, and a lot of people like Providence. A lot of people have really been uh, on Providence this year, and they've played really well, but I just think Villanova's been there. They know what they're doing. I know UConn is kind of having a resurgence this year, but I like Villanova to get that, that game done today. Play probably probably Providence in the finals, and that Villanova-Providence game on uh, on Saturday is must-watch. Like, if you're, if you're in front of the TV, you're going to have a good time watching that game. I know that all the games are on Fox Sports 1, so it's not as easily uh, available as some of the other games. But if you got Fox Sports 1, you're going to want to watch uh, Villanova-Providence if they make the final. I'm going to take Villanova to win this tournament, and I like Villanova to make a little run once the, uh, once the NCAA starts. The man likes the well-dressed Jay Wright. That's what it boils down to. Just tell it like it is, bud. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I, I'm always on Villanova. Actually, the two the two years that Villanova won the national championship, I actually picked them in my bracket. So I oh, have a soft spot flex it up. Hey, you're going to come join me at the golf tournament late next week. We're going to talk all things NCAA tournament, right? Yeah, I'll bring my bracket. We'll break down every game. And uh, hey, you know me, I'm going to have money on every game too. Yes! Cash and tickets next week, bud. Uh, appreciate your time. Enjoy your weekend, brother. All right. Thanks, Ray. We got to take a time out. When we return, we're going to be talking a little golf, college golf, if you will. Theo Sliman, longtime head golf coach of the Raging Cajuns, will join us. Louisiana Classics begins next week. We'll get a preview of that. That's coming up next right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. There are some hosts that talk like they know everything, but you don't have to worry about our guy, RP3. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. That's because he never knows what he's talking about. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Back to the show in the know. RP3 and company on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Lafayette Marble and Granite is the South's largest cultured mobile factory, and they pride themselves on earning your business. LMG provides more than show-stopping marble countertops for your kitchens, bathrooms, and man caves, though. LMG also offers custom shower installations, including new grout-free showers. That's right. LMG is offering low-maintenance showers without the mess and odor of grout. No muss, no fuss. 
Visit their website, lmgelite.com, today to learn more about all the sensational services and tremendous products they have to offer. Live inventory is updated every single Wednesday. Visit lmgelite.com or stop by their showroom located on I-49 North across from Hub City Ford in the Jockey Lot. Lafayette Marble and Granite, they're looking to earn your business and trust me, earn it, they will. Don't forget to go vote on the poll question of the day. What's the thing that you're the most excited about for this weekend? We gave you multiple options. Is it the SEC men's tournament? Is it the University of Houston at UL baseball series at Russo Park? Is it other or is it the players championship at TPC Sawgrass? Go vote on that as we wrap up today's show. But before we do so, it's time for us to talk a little bit more golf. How about a man that played the game at a high level, was a high school star, played in college, and has now been leading the Louisiana Raging Cajuns golf team for many years. They're gearing up for the Louisiana Classics next week at Oakbourne. It's our old friend, the one and only Coach Theo Sliman. Coach, good morning, bud. How you doing? I'm doing absolutely outstanding, and I greatly appreciate an opportunity to spend a little time with you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you making time for us, Coach. So let's get right to it. Before we get to the Louisiana Classics and kind of breaking that down, let's talk about the spring start to your season or or the spring part of your season, so to speak. You kicked it off in Mobile with the Mobile Bay Intercollegiate Tournament, and then you took part in the Lake Las Vegas Intercollegiate Tournament in Henderson, Nevada as well. Uh, tell us a little bit about how your squad has been performing early on during the spring season. Well, as a collective unit, it's been a very poor start to the spring. But by no means, I'm not going to dance. I'm not going to hide around that. It, uh, finishing 12th out of 14th, and then, then our last performance there at uh, Las, Lake Las Vegas was not, uh, not the results this team uh, expects uh, nor anticipated. However... Um, we have seen some really good play from a, from a freshman local product, Eli Ortigo. And we quite haven't had all of our starters um, in the lineup just yet this spring due to, due to certain, certain situations. Um, but that, that is kind of behind us now. And, and expect uh, for, for our home event, we're going to have five of our starters that we believe uh, can certainly compete at a high level. Um, some experience there back in the lineup and very much anxiously await uh, Monday and Tuesday with our home event and to see how these young men can um, can rise to the occasion. You get to have this tournament and it's so special it's been it's been such a great event 37th annual Louisiana Classics are going to be held at Oakbourne Country Club and uh, just tell me a little bit uh, what's different about this year's tournament uh, as compared to the the previous years where we've had to deal with a pandemic, Coach. Yeah, well, that hopefully is kind of behind us. Um, you know, the pandemic really really hit us hit us from a from a Louisiana Classic standpoint where we couldn't we couldn't have our annual college AM on Sunday um, with the, the the supporters in the community uh, coming out and playing playing the practice round as host. To, to these 15 schools and where that kind of hurt us was, you know, that's a financial, that's a big financial day for us. And we missed out on that two years in a row. Um, you know, 
that's when the the community su- supports us and and they they pay a pretty hefty price tag to to get to play with those college players but that in that in return really goes into our to, to our booster club and helps helps run the tournament not only run the tournament but helps with with some other areas so we're very excited to bring back the college am and uh it looks like it's going to be a little bit of a cold Sunday start. We've pushed it back to, to 10 o'clock, anticipating some frost. But um, nonetheless, uh, it's always a fun day uh, fun day here on the links with these college players and the, and the 75 uh, supporters in the community that join them. Uh, something else a little different this year, we're, we're, we had a late add to the tournament. So it's going to, in essence, have us have uh, 17 teams including a red and white team for the Raging Cajuns. Oh, wow. We have a roster of 10. Uh, we're going to play all 10 players. Um, we're going to divide the team up. I obviously have a, a red team that will be uh, there for the rankings, but then also have another a B team, per se, or as we're going to call it, a white team. And uh, it's going to be a little different, unique to our tournament. We're going to play foursomes this year. And – uh, kind of got a little creative with the pairings where we're going to, you know, you're five guys on a team. So instead of playing with three different teams, we're going to go, you're going to play with your teammate, but also against another team. So the Cajuns will be paired. Uh, our five and four guy will play with the five and four guy of LSU. And then our three and two guy will play with the three and two guy of LSU. And then we'll mix the ones amongst LSU us, Ole Miss, and Mrs., uh, and Texas A&M, and then flip over and let Texas A&M and Ole Miss divide up into, into foursomes as well. So it's going to be kind of neat for these guys that you don't see that in college. You normally just play by yourself against two other teams, where this, this, this week you're going to be able to play alongside your teammate. I think, it'll, I think it'll call for a little bit more competitiveness, a little bit uh, more memories. Uh, it's going to be kind of neat walking down the fairways, I'm sure, for these boys to, to walk next to your teammate, but then also – uh, stare down, uh, you know, the Tigers from 50 miles down the road who just won a tournament. So they're coming in, they're coming in on a high, and along with them, uh, this field is is really strong. It is it is equivalent, Raymond, to uh, to what you would see in postseason, and that's what we expect this team. We expect this team to be a postseason team this year, and and this field is gonna 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 resemble. An NCAA regional, we have out of I told you 17 teams, including our our B team, but we have five teams inside the top 50, and we have nine teams inside the top 100. Now, you know where does that come into correlation? You, you got 300, roughly 300 Division One schools. So if you're inside the top 100, you know you're in, you're in one third of the you're in a, you know one third of the of the of the country, and then if you're inside the top 50. That's that's some pretty good teams, and, and and not only good teams, but good individuals on those teams that that you're going to see, you're going to see down the road, play in the Chittimacha Louisiana Open, you're going to see down the road play play in the New Orleans Open and the PGA Tour. Uh, you know we've had major champions come through, come through the, the college ranks in the Louisiana Classics, and I, I really challenge anybody come out. It's free admission. Would love, um, absolute love. To have as much support as we could, you're going to see you're going to see the future stars on the PGA Tour here playing as college stars in Lafayette. Wrapping up our conversation here with Theo Sliman, longtime head golf coach of the Raging Cajuns, they're gearing up for the Louisiana Classics, which will be Monday and Tuesday at Oakbourne 
Country Club. All right, Coach, I want to ask about the field because that's what really stood out to me. I mean, LSU, Ole Miss, A&M, Mississippi State, Houston, Sam Houston, UTSA, Kansas State, Louisiana Tech. Uh, walk us through it. You know, did you sit down and go, I want to create the toughest Louisiana classics of all time? Was that was that what was going through your mind, or is it just kind of just naturally just happened this way? Well, every year, every year that that what you just said is what I strive for. I, I try to get I, I try to get the best field that we possibly can get, and a lot of that has to go into to reciprocation uh, when you're building a schedule. But but then also I want to bring I want to bring the best teams possible. And you know you alluded to earlier what changes has happened this this Louisiana Classics versus COVID years. Well, I, I also think that COVID had a little bit. A little bit to do with this. Uh, you've kind of seen, you've seen teams that maybe historically would play a national far schedule have have kind of gone more to the style that we do here at, at at Louisiana. Of you play a couple of events that are far off, but mostly you stick to kind of regional schedules. And if you look at this, you look at these SEC schools. That's kind of what kind of what what I've I've gathered from them is that they're still going to play some of their bigger events, but yet uh, they need to need to kind of stick to somewhat of a regional schedule, probably from a financial standpoint. And so blessing for us to be able to, to be able to capture that many SEC schools and not only that many SEC schools, but the top of the top SEC. I mean, Ole Miss is Ole Miss right now has the number one team in the country. Number yeah. one kid in the country. Unfortunately, he won't be in the field. He's got an exemption. Um, into into the PGA Tour event next week, so he's he's not going to be here. But Ole Miss is ranked 17th in the country. And then you have Texas A&M at 21, and LSU at 25. So you have three top 25 schools right here, uh, regionally playing. So that that I think that is kind of you know every year you want the best as possible. I want to bring the best for my supporters, for Oakbourne, for the for the for the Vermilion Links Board, but most importantly for my boys. I, I want to showcase. I want to showcase what 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 what, my, what these boys can do against against the best, and uh, it's worked out very nicely. Um, cross our fingers. Hopefully, Mother Nature can be be kind to us uh, as we embark on 30 degree weather in the middle of March and the potential of rain. But uh, we'll take what we would we'll take what we have and uh, look forward to uh, a successful tournament. Coach. I uh, wish you the best of luck, and I know you're hopeful that weather's going to, uh, you know, you're going to be praying that weather's going to cooperate for you. And I, I just want to ask you to, to to pray for me because I'm going to be playing in the Chittimacha, Louisiana Pro Am on Wednesday. Oh, nice! Oh, Who's yeah, pro. Oh, oh, it, 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 I don't know that yet, <laughs> but I can uh -huh. tell you, I can tell you, it's not me. <laughs> I can tell you it's not me. Is it is it on the clock or is it off the clock? Oh, it's 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 off the clock. I will not be on the clock. So well, there you go. You could you could maybe have something in the styrofoam cup that might help uh, <laughs> might, might help that that aiming aiming uh, courage. Oh, a little, a little liquid courage. I appreciate that, Coach. But thank you but for look, your time, I brother. Do, I do thank you for the opportunity, and, and I also want to give a thank out to our Vermilion Links board. We have a group of guys. Um, that really go above and beyond to run this tournament at an extremely high level. This is one of the best tournaments in college uh, across the country, and it would not be possible without out those guys, Jeff D'Amico, John Mendel, Matt Smith, Paul Jones, David Church, 
Ryan Hagel, these guys, they go above and beyond, above and beyond for me, and I just want to give them a little shout-out on the air that I, I greatly appreciate them and Oakbourne and the community. Well, we appreciate you too, Coach. Thank you so much for your time, and best of luck for the Louisiana Classics, my friend. You got it. Thanks so much. We got to take our final time out of today's show, get you set up for footnote, finalize that poll question of the day. That's all coming up next right here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Poll question of the day. Final results here on this Friday edition of RP3 and Company. What weekend event are you the most excited for? 45% of you say winning the vote. University of Houston at University of Louisiana Baseball Series at the Teague. Once again, that game will start at 3 o'clock this afternoon. It got pushed up because of the weather coming through. Finishing second in our poll question of the day with 28% of the vote is the SEC men's tournament. Once again, LSU takes on Arkansas. It's a 5-4 matchup quarterfinals from Tampa. You can listen to that game live right here on the game. 1.30 scheduled tip for this afternoon. And then 14% of you said other. 13% said the players' championship, which Tommy Fleetwood took an early lead by shooting six under yesterday, but play was suspended Due to bad weather, they'll continue that on today. I want to take a moment to thank our guest, James Yasko from the Lima Time Time podcast, talking all things Astros and Major League Baseball lockout coming to an end. Nick Fondo, cashing tickets. We discuss conference tournament action, who's going to win it, who you can place bets on. And then, of course, of course, of course, of course, of course, Theo Sliman, the longtime coach of the Raging Cajuns golf team. Louisiana Classics is Monday and Tuesday out Oakbourne. Big week for golf. We got Louisiana Classics early in the week. Of course, we'll be broadcasting live from the Chittimacha Louisiana Open all week. RP3 and company and footnotes. So poor, poor producer extraordinaire Hannah Five Names will be all by herself here in the studio. I will get Becca, though, on Monday from she, 8 to 11. Becca, so. she's going to need you. She's going to need you. She's going to need you. Becca, intern extraordinaire. She's going to step up in a big way for you. Not to worry. Reminder, daylight savings time is Sunday, early Sunday morning. We lose an hour. So plan accordingly. And it's going to be okay, Becca. You're going to be able to power through daylight savings time. It's a big deal for our intern extraordinaire, Becca. (laughs) She is not happy about this. She's very angry. She wants to know why the farmers 100 years ago did this. Why is it not on a Saturday instead of a Sunday? She's got questions. No one has answers. But until then. <laughs> <laughs> For the intern extraordinaire, Becca, producer extraordinaire, Hannah Five Names, I'm Raymond Parsons III, better known as RP3. We'll do it all again on Monday. You're listening to The Game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles.